Music playing and other things happening. It's pretty groovy as we're starting the show. That there's music in the background, don't you know? And there is Picasso, who was a friend of Dolly, and they both saw reality differently than each other and the rest of the world. But what they really saw was that in everything is life breathing energy and universal truth, and also a sign of our imminent death and rebirth. Rebirth. Hey, good evening, and welcome to Cheater and the Road. Oh, we are on. Progressive Radio Network, we are moving to the left. Shake it, shake it, shake it. Now moving to the right. Bake it, bake it, bake it. That's what you do with shaking weed. All right, look, it's Cheating on the Root on Progressive Radio Network. I'm Jeff Chrysler, author of the book Get <clears throat> Rich Cheating. Obviously, I have some voice issues. <laughs> I would appreciate it if you don't point that out because, you know, what am I going to do about it? Nothing. I don't think I'm going to do nothing about it. Do, do, do. And uh, joining us in spirit, as always, is Ali Papa, author of The Rude's Almanac. I don't know. It's a Rude Pundit blog spot, something. She's a blog. It's called The Rude Pundit. Just look it up, man. Um, slow start for my brain today. There's a lot we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about. Teddy Cruz, and Chubby Bush, and the Patriots, and the NFL, and Amtrak, and all sorts of good things like that. Um, we'll talk about Chris Christie spending $83,000 of taxpayer money at MetLife Stadium on the concessions, not even on like seats, just on beer and food. Well, I don't even know if it was beer. It was probably like lard cups and food. I mean, look... How do you spend $82,000 on concessions in two years? Now, bear in mind, I'm not talking about two years. I'm really talking about, uh, let's say he went to every preseason game and every home game. Let's say he went to every game for the Jets and the Giants. So, somehow he managed 16 games. So, that's 32. Neither of those teams were in the playoffs. So, 32 weeks. Uh, making being a lot, you know, let's, let's say 35. He went to a few preseason, which is not true. 35, 82. I mean, that's just how do you spend, you know, near two and a half thousand dollars on concessions? I mean, I know the prices there are crazy, like, you know, it's ten dollars for a beer or whatever, but that's twelve dollars. Let's say, let's say it's ten dollars a beer. Are you drinking two hundred beers at a game? Okay, maybe you're bringing your friends. Now, bear in mind, I'm talking about going to every single game of the Jets and the Giants for two years. So, really, let's pull this back by a factor and say, <coughs> at best, he's spending, at best, I bet he went to eight games. Let's say ten games. Okay? That's $8,000 a game. I mean, look, it doesn't even matter if you can figure out the math and say that, well, he brought 100 people. It's taxpayer money. See, here's the thing. Chris Christie is a, a horrible gangster, and I don't mean horrible to modify Chris Christie. I mean horrible to modify gangster. He, as many of you know, is related to the Gambino crime family. Is it Gambino? No, the Genovese crime family. I don't know. Whichever one makes the better pasta. He's related to the Genovese crime family through marriage. 
And this is his scandal, is overspending taxpayer money at a state of Bridgegate. And say, hey, boss, we got this mayor. Hey, he's giving us a hard time. What should we do? Let's rearrange his uh, traffic patterns. That's that's what the Godfather did in my retelling of it. Hey, boss, uh, you notice your blood sugars were dangerously low. Let's spend uh, $10,000 on donuts at this football game. They don't sell donuts here. That's why it's going to cost so much. Just do it through the concessions. I uh, I got to deal with a guy over here. Um, uh, Barry, one of my guys, Hoffa, in the neighborhood. He said I could get anything through him. You know, anytime, just go to... Uh, Go to Orange Julius stand behind the uh, parking lot. We'll see what we can do. Behind the parking lot? I mean behind uh, Section 702. Ask him for the special. They know what I'm talking about. Hey, boss. Uh, Jerry Jones wants the big contract. He wants to get all the state money. Yeah. What do you say? What do you say? Okay. Will you tell him that uh, one day I will ask him for a favor he cannot refuse? Well, what's that favor going to be, boss? Huh? Huh? I would, uh, I'd like a hug. Very public hug, if you don't mind. That's a, is that a problem? Also this week, Republicans tried to strip a predatory lending protections for out of a bill for American troops. They're so great. It's almost as if, it's almost like they would cut Amtrak funding the day after a major disaster. By the way, I'd just like to say I ride that train a lot. I know a lot of people that ride that train a lot. I imagine a lot of our listeners either I ride that train a lot. I know a lot of people that ride that train a lot. I imagine Marlene of our listeners are probably out in like Portland or Whatever, some suburb of Portland. Portland itself is a suburb of the world. I didn't say Maine or whatever other state is over there. Oregano. Uh, my thoughts go out to the people who have to now wait in Penn Station for an extra hour or two. Yeah, man, it's been a little bit kooky. You know, it's like I'm trying to be all like, hey, both sides are bad, you know? Like... Both sides are equally bad, and I, I gotta admit, you know, like, it's not like one side is really good, you know, like, we got the whole TTP, or TPP, or PTT, or TPP, or OPP, or Nano Me, and it's like, what are you gonna do about it? I don't know, but, you know, at the same time, it's either, like, a, a flawed trade deal, or I will put my penis in your eye, then accuse you of being an eye slut. You will get a disease and I'll deny it on religious grounds. I'll claim that family values matter most while running a gun campaign. Then you'll discover the truth and I'll deny it meanwhile. TTP, TPP, PTP, LDD. Which brings us to the fact that there was an election in Britain, and a former comedy club owner, Tony Shepard, a very noble, honorable man, uh, owns great comedy clubs in Scotland, The Stand, was elected, uh, I believe he's SNP, which is delightful for everybody, I would assume so, of course he's a fine gentleman, that's how the British talk about people, what you, what you heard has heard me say, the unemployment rate hit the lowest level of Obama's administration. Uh, just imagine how low it would be if those concession-spending, Amtrak-cutting, anti-troop cock monkeys had contributed to any of the last six and a half years of our country. It's almost like they don't want it to succeed. They want it to fail. Speaking of wanting it to fail, 
Jab, 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 Bush. In a second, I'm going to tell you what Jeb Bush's campaign slogan would be. Or actually, what I'm going to tell you is what the campaign slogan of everybody... Uh, anyway, Jeb had a, a little rough go. Someone asked him, Knowing what you know now, would you invade Iraq? And he said yes. And then he said yes. And then he tried to clarify it. He said yes. Because, of course, he's not going to say it was a mistake. But guess who rallied to his defense? Nobody... Because even the a-hole, except for maybe Cheney, who hasn't, like, you know, there's too much sunlight for him to be exposed and talk about it. Nobody's defending the Iraq war. Nobody's defending uh, Jeb. It's, it's a delightful thing, because most of the time when somebody says something idiotic, his supporters will go out there and spin some sort of bullshit. Right? Right? Just like, well, Roger Goodell made these ridiculous suspensions. People are spinning his bullshit. But now it's spinning the bullshit for Jeb, because nobody likes Jeb, except for the fact... That he's got money and name recognition. The problem is that rain recognition isn't so bad. He seems to think that people like the name. He likes that old banner. Remember the Miss Me Yet banner? He thinks that was a good thing. But you know what? Going around and saying my foreign policy advisor is George W. Bush. Probably not the best idea. Like, you know, I would do things different. I'm my own man, except I would do what he does. I don't know how Jeb talks. He probably does, but his name is Jeb. <coughs> so it's probably something like that. Hey, Jeb, uh, Mr. Bush, yes, Jeb, uh, knowing what you know now, would you still use your position as Florida governor to steal the election in 2000? Would ya? Or would you maybe make the world a better place? I mean, I'm not saying that the Democrats are awesome or perfect or anything. I'm just saying you guys are selfish, short-sighted, and wrong. So very... Wrong, I like to think that you aren't right. Don't don't I like to think that you are wrong, don't don't cause I like to think the things that are true. Boom 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 I like to think you are dumb, boom boom I like to think you're no fun, boom boom but the thing is that I don't wanna make a broad generalization about you So let's just stick to this you're wrong and wrong and there was a student, a 19-year-old student at a, uh, I don't know where, where, where Jeb was, I say New Orleans, because this feels right, it was New Orleans or Seattle, I know you don't often put those things together, but it's a playoff game, haha, uh-huh. but uh, it was New Orleans or Seattle, a 19-year-old student basically said, um, your brother created ISIS. I think that's pretty much going to be the slogan for the 2016 Democratic National Convention. You know, it's not quite as catchy as 2012's RNC, We Built This, but it's a little bit more true. I find it kind of awesome that he's getting the business. Like, people, there's no uh, tiptoeing anymore. People speak what they believe to be the truth to power. It, It enables a lot of crazy conspiracy theories. I'm not saying everyone, look, people, you know, the majority of people are, uh, but, uh, but it is kind of interesting for a few moments. Oh, Jeb, thank you for giving us a slogan. Thank you for giving us something to believe, because, uh, I was worried that, like, the Ted Cruz's and Rand Paul's and Carly's and whatever they are were going to, like, fill up all the airwaves 
with the crazy, and then you were just going to sit around, and you were going to just, by saying nothing, be the sane one, and so, uh, you know, like last time, there'd be like a whack-a-mole of people, I like this crazy guy's idea, he's all like, blah, blah, the fireman, it's a butterball, the fireman, it's a butterball, but they pop up every now, and you would just be steady, but no, you're going to be colorful, I can tell, you already, you already lied about being Hispanic because you wanted to pretend to be Elizabeth Warren. Oh, no, you didn't mean to draw attention to the fact that you do have some Hispanic heritage. Why would you do that in this election? What could you possibly stand to gay? Oh, gee, I'm twisting my finger into my cheek. Ted Cruz, meanwhile, is giving Hispanic people a terrible, terrible name. <laughs> and that terrible name is Ted Cruz. You see... He is... Uh, we've talked about him a lot. Right? We've talked about him a lot. He wants to shut the government down again. I want to take a second to listen to this little teeny bit of how I feel about Ted Cruz from our friends at the National Denier Service. Here at the National Denier Service, our phones are ringing off the hook with questions about Senator Ted Cruz. Who is he? Is he for real? Is he insane or is he crazy? How crazy is he? Is he batshit crazy? If he isn't batshit crazy, what kind of shit crazy is he? Is it fair to bats to compare their shit to Ted Cruz? Can Ted Cruz run for president if he was born in another country? Can he run for president if he's another species? Is Ted Cruz a bat? What kind of bat is he? Why does a bat want to shut down the government again? Why doesn't he care about his fellow bats in the National Zoo? When Ted Cruz shits, does he shit bat shit? Or when bats shit, do they shit Ted Cruz? Should Batman change his name to Insane Crazy Man? If I want to be Ted Cruz for Halloween, should I buy a mask or just get a bat to shit on me? Also, when are they going to fix the healthcare website? Speaking on behalf of the National Denier Service, I assure you, we don't have the answers to any of your questions. The National Denier Service. We don't have the answers. We are back at Cheetah on the Road. You know, I might, might, might be getting a little bit tired of the uber-meta over-analysis industry. Entertainment, comedy, politics, sports, business, hell, even pornography supports a whole ancillary industry or two. I don't know. It just seems like the over-analysis of the analysis of the analysis sometimes. Look what I said in my voice. I sound... This is going to be the show that people turn to to say, what up, blah, blah, blah. Look, you're all very special. Congratulations. What are you trying to prove to whom and why? Huh? Huh? Oh, so... There was an Amtrak train crash. And I, I've said this, I've been saying this actually probably once a month for the last five months. There was a New York... Uh, Explosion. There's been, it has been going forever since the Mayanis River Bridge collapsed back in 1986 or so. 
my dad got to make the joke to my mom, hey, I want to say the hole in my anus. One day we'll look back upon our neglected infrastructure, the damage it caused, and the lives that were lost. Much like we do upon last year's neglected workspace safety. Like, in retrospect, obviously we should have taken care of this, but now, let's leave it to the free market. Let us do so. You know, the Amtrak accident, because of our failure to maintain what was once the world's leading industrial infrastructure in order to funnel money for public goods into private pockets, is in fact a slightly bigger get-rich-cheating deal than whatever it is you're thinking I'm going to talk about. I mean, look, and to my 1% of the 1% friends, and I have some of them, but they don't listen to the show. (coughs) So the people that think about these things, for whatever reason they think about these things, you have to travel on the roads and bridges and rails, too, you know, and drive across them, and not to mention drink the water and breathe the air. And you can send your kids to the best private schools in the world, but the doctors and ENTs and equestrian trainers upon whom they rely, the contractors who built your second home, the chef preparing your blowfish, well, who knows where they learned what remains of science. Waka 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 la 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 da 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 Yeah, I'm beating around the bush here. There's a big cheating story, or at least what people are calling a story, and that is this. Wells report and the punishment handed down to Tom Brady. You know, on the one hand, I am the world's leading cheating expert. And, you know, I should be on every TV show and radio show and newspaper and everything in the world right now. Luckily, I have you to listen to this podcast. However, it's a podcast, a radio show. Cheat <coughs> Seriously, I'm dying, people. My voice is not normally this, like, level of annoying. To even me. Uh, on the one hand, I should be on TV shows. On the other hand, I don't really want to talk about it because, uh, you know, for reasons. So I guess it's a, it's a wash. I mean, look, here's the thing. People are like, well, this is great for you. So shows the people get rich cheating. The Patriots got rich cheating. No, the Patriots aren't getting rich cheating. First of all... Oh my God, you're killing me here. Look... The ones getting rich are the NFL. The ones getting rich cheating are the NFL. They put out this bias report, this report produced by a system that has no rules governing it, no accountability. I mean, it's not the judicial court system. It's not even arbitration. It's just like a one-sided, like you hire a lawyer to create a report. I mean, talk about conflict of interest. It's not even conflict of interest. It's confluence of interest. It's friggin' redacula, donk. I mean, I don't, maybe I will, <sighs> you know, first of all, they say, people know what I'm talking about with the Patriots and Deflategate, just go Google it, don't make me explain it, <coughs> you know, they, part of it, they say the punishment, we're going to jump back and forth between the punishment and the findings, they said the punishment was in part because of past, uh, past convictions, okay, number one, no one else is punished more for past convictions, because they're every team in the league has been caught for some sort of cheating violation. Um, 
we're the only team that ever has like sort of an enhanced penalty. Number two, our past conviction was BS. It's like you're BSing upon BS. Uh, I mean, our past conviction, Spygate, we were doing what was perfectly legal. We were just doing it from a spot that we didn't like. If it's simply a guy, instead of being on the sidelines, had gone into the first row and recorded the signals, it would have been fine. That's what everybody does. But they, I mean, back then that punishment was absurd to, like, miss, to step outside the letter of the law while still adhering to the spirit of it would cost, you know, like 500 grand in a draft pick. This, you know, I don't want to get too sporty, but, like, this is, like, the biggest penalty ever laid down. It's, like, a million dollars and uh, a suspension and a loss of two draft picks for a, a for an activity that in the rule book said tampering it with the ball, which I'm not saying tampering was done, but tampering the ball was a $25,000 fine. Let alone the fact that earlier in the year, as reported all over the place, Minnesota Vikings, uh, San Diego Chargers, etc., people were caught on tape actually cheating, which was not caught here, actually tampering the ball, which was not proven here, um, and were fined nothing. So the standard has been set. Let's say that you are considering pushing the envelope on the rules. You're considering cheating. As a cheater, I can tell you, it's a cost-benefit analysis. You weigh the pros and you weigh the cons, right? You weigh the cost and you weigh the benefits. The benefits are whatever, your advantage of the game, winning, etc. The cost is, in this case, $25,000. But guess what? They retroactively changed it. Yeah, I'm yelling. Changed the punishment. And now people are like, well, why would Tom Brady put his legacy on the line? He wasn't putting his legacy on the line. If he did it, which he didn't do it, he was putting 25 grand on the line. You know, ex post facto law is basically like changing the consequences of an action action after the action has been taken is deemed unconstitutional in, in, in the Constitution of the United States. In Article 1, Section 9, Clause 3. That again, you know, not every place is America, especially uh, tax exempt organizations, which are trying to distract from the fact that they encourage domestic violence and steroid abuse and head trauma among a population of young male black athletes who, at the combine every year, they paw over and measure and treat as if they were uh, slaves in an 18th century auction. Oh, yeah. Let's not talk about that. That's just getting into cheating here. Not just that. I mean, you can look at the whole publicity aspect. Like, we're talking about the NFL here. It's well-timed out to be just a couple weeks after the draft. It's just like a constant chitter chat. Oh, look, there's going to be an uh, appeal process. It's, I mean, uh, it's just... It's just for donkey dog, man. You know, like, the punishment is so outweighs the alleged crime, which was not even proven in any way. It's absurd. It's like, if... Satire has nothing on the real world, I guess is my point. Um... You know, I, I don't even, I want to get into this, but I don't even want to get into this because I just, I, I can't even get into this. It's just, huh, the ex post facto factor, and then the, the whole report itself is so full of flaws as to be comical. Look, 
you're talking about this guy calls him people hanging out on the guy that calls himself the deflator. Whereas I called that before deflate gate was a term. Um, and second of all, he's talking about lowering the balls from over the limit to within the limit. That Tom Brady likes the balls lowered to as low as they can be. That's perfectly reasonable. In fact, and then the, the referee lost track of the balls after he was told explicitly. <laughs> I want to talk about this intelligently, but I can't because it's so absurd. It's like the 2000 election all over again. It's like, it's like the Supreme Court decision. It's like, no, what world? There is no justice. No justice, no peace. So, Yeah. Now, I hope you don't listen to this for detailed analysis of the cheating because I can't do it for you people. The whole the whole thing was absurd. Um, even if Tom Brady set out to cheat, he wasn't going to get rich on this because his money was in it. He was it was poor. <coughs> and he did. People are just uh, it's confirmation bias. People look it up. Confirmation bias. Yeah, that's going to be in my book about freaking. Confirmation bias. Yeah, I'm going to have a book about confirmation bias, and I'm going to talk about confirmation bias. Deal with that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, look, we're going to be back next week, back better than ever. I had this, like, I got allergies, I got a head cold. I'm making excuses ex post facto after the fact because um, that's how I roll, and apparently that's the way to roll. So uh, there's more to talk about. Always check out my Twitter, check out my Facebook, check out my stuff. Hire me to come and be prepared and tell jokes. You know, I perform, and this is not performing. This is this is less than a uh, train of thought, flow of consciousness, pace of fact, like I know. But um, you know, everything's gonna be all right. Hire me, fire me, read my book, buy my book, tell people. Um. You didn't get this far. Listen, <clears throat> if you got this far, whoever tweets at me, the number I'm going to say at the end of this paragraph, I guess it's a paragraph, uh, if you tweet at me, I will, um, what will I do? I'll provide you access to the final edition soon-to-be-firewalled um, archive. Yeah, we're about to announce a big deal. Our final edition's coming up after this, but final edition, we, we have a big uh, partnership with a major, major comedy brand. And part of it's going to be a firewall pay per service. Um, I don't know if that's what it's called, but I'll get you back there. So, tweet at me the number eleven at Jeff Chrysler J E F F K R E I S L A R eleven, and then when I announce the uh, the new partnership and firewall and all that, firewall probably won't go up for a few months. Um, let me know, remind me, and we'll make it happen. You guys are delightful. You bore with this. Hopefully you're working out, doing something fun, riding a stationary bike, reading a magazine, putting on your makeup, parking your SUV over homeless, handicapped, neoclassical Mexican jazz musician. Um, because otherwise, you got rich cheating. I got rich cheating, huh? And that word from our sponsor. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I'm Jeff Chrysler, and I'm the sponsor of the alcoholic Jeff Chrysler. God, my voice is going to be better, too. Right now, I can't do any modulation. I can't do any modulation. I can't do any modulation. See what I mean? Jeff Chrysler, Progressive Radio Network, Cheater on the Road. Peace.